Let's go. What's going on, my brothers and sisters, Mr. Woo -woo. aunties and uncles, Mr. Woo -woo. monks, Kabbalists, Mr. wizards, He's mystics, Mr. Woo -woo. sons and daughters He's of God. Woo -woo. Welcome He's Mr. Woo -woo. to Mr. Woo Woo. Welcome, everybody. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Welcome to the Mr. Woo Woo podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Ramey. I hope you're having an amazing life out there. It's been kind of weird out here in San Diego. We're getting like these series of storms that's really uncommon for our area. And it just feels super weird having rain and sunshine over and over again. Though it might be just an homage to my favorite place, Maui. I, I just wanted to take uh, time today. Uh, earlier this week, I was so honored and privileged to be on my friend's podcast who had been a, a guest on mine. And I'd never done a live podcast before. You know, you're always afraid you're going to like do something stupid, like wipe your nose and there's a booger on your hand or like, you know, you're staring off into space like an idiot or you got something that you don't notice that everybody else is noticing. So it was a little nerve wracking doing a live show, but I'd like to thank my friend and fellow podcaster, Trika Williams of the No Better, Do Better YouTube channel. She was uh, streaming live on Instagram, and uh, that episode got uploaded onto onto YouTube. I haven't watched it myself fully yet, full confession, but hopefully I didn't make an ass of myself. Hopefully I said something useful and interesting. I just remember uh, starting to blab and just going to a list, this long blur of hoping I was enjoyable. Because, <laughs> I don't know, it was my first time doing Zoom, too. I don't know if you listeners had to deal with that bullshit throughout the... Um, the pandemic but it's kind of weird kind of creepy seeing yourself up there maybe it's just because it's new but i can't imagine what it'd be like having your boss like just stare at you and like having to stare in the camera and be relevant it's like i don't know how they do that day in and day out but comedians manage to somehow so i better i better just toughen up and just deal with it and deal with the uh the self-judgment <laughs> Uh, if you want to check that out, her her channel is called No Better Dot Do Better on YouTube, and just also type in Trika Williams. She has an amazing DJ and uh, producer. His name is Rozell. Awesome guy, awesome music. Um, you should check him out too. I have no idea what anybody's uh, <laughs> handle is because I suck at social media. And when I say I suck, I mean I'm a baby, baby, baby in that. Uh, in that world so I just wanted to take a moment to thank her for that I had a really good time doing it and it made me think about the possibilities for this show it made me think about um, eventually uh, filming um, like at a camera angle myself and then the um, the guest of course and then trying to learn how to cut it you guys I'm, I'm kind of like a technology bumpkin it's like I went to Hogwarts and I'm delivering and I'm used to everything being delivered by owls. And they're just like, I'm like, what's an app? You know, what's a, what's a, uh, a roadcaster? And I'm still a complete novice when it comes to um, camera work or angles or technology of any kind. It's a miracle I can even record this with some like tolerability on your part. So thanks for your patience and my education and all of this. But yeah, I'm thinking about getting like a GoPro and um, kind of putting, I got this schnazzy new, um, iPhone 14 Pro, right? So it's got like killer cameras on it, and not not an endorsement. They're not a sponsor. You know, get your Samsung if you want to. Uh, but uh, for all of you who actually know me personally, if you're looking to switch over from Verizon to AT and T, I've got the guy. 
I know the guy. He's an amazing guy. I know this guy. He's the best people. <laughs> so uh, he, he hooked us up with all, all new phones and, um, and a phone bill that's way less than what Verizon's willing to. So I'm always down to help people play ball if they're willing to play ball. And he had like outstanding, like beyond the beyond with customer service. Do you ever get that? You like go to Nordstrom and you're just taken aback by how much eye contact and like patience and and um, just the level of service you get there. They even know like when to give you space to go ahead and like look at a few more items before they try to go in for the sales kill. And they make the kill feel like real gentle. You know, it's just like a little poking the carotid artery and you just bleed out that money because they treat you so well. And this dude, oh my God, shout out to him. His name's Ahmad Sadler. What a dude, what an energy. I hope he ends up running AT&T one day because we were ready to give him all the money. Again, not sponsors. If you don't like either of those people, fuck them, right? The companies, I mean. Ahmad was awesome. Uh, but we got these awesome iPhone 14s and it opened up the possibility of, do, do we want to like film this don't want the added pressure of like editing and you know but oh that youtube that youtube it opens up such a vista even though it's run by censoring psychopaths at the moment um i would like to get on youtube oh yeah shout out to the ceo of youtube for resigning uh this woman probably would have won death eater of the week but she was edged out by somebody else um but yeah the ceo of youtube is gone Ding dong, the witch is dead and her little curling feet are getting sucked underneath the house as she withers away, hopefully into an Illuminati nothingness. Uh, but her her replacement, unfortunately, is a censoring prick. So we all know that that is synonymous with satanic evil. And I'm sure that that guy will be next to go once Elon buys YouTube. Ah, we can pray. We can pray. Do it, Elon. Buy YouTube and make it great again. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, filming, filming this would be like a, a totally different dimension. Uh, I've just kind of figured out sound engineering and trying to make this a pleasant experience for you to listen to. Uh, but it would be kind of cool to be able to get some clips up and because um, I have such wonderful conversations with my guests. I want to thank everyone who's listening to this that's been my guest. Um, you've all been amazing and uh, wonderful and extremely fun to, um, to discuss strange topics with. And we're just, you know, we're just introducing people to the how strange like the rabbit hole can go. Believe me, there's many dimensions of woo-woo. And, you know, we flirt with levels four and five, but we try to keep the woo to like a level three, something palatable. Like, oh, that makes sense. You know, my mind creates my reality. That's pretty cool. Uh, but it does go much deeper. It, it does go much stranger. Um, the further you go in metaphysics, the more you realize that this world is much more like a sci-fi film than it, than it is what we, you know, than what we, we perceive it to be. Like the more you find out, the more you go, Oh my God. Like, and the, and someone who knows goes, yup, that too, that's real too. And you just go, fuck. And then you try to arrange that psychologically in your own mental matrix. So <laughs> you don't think like, am I going fucking crazy? You know, because it'll, there'll be so much validation that ends up happening down the road it's just too amazing for the conscious mind or the the average person to to really get so anyway that was a long way around of thanking trika 
I'd love to have her back. She was so cool. I'd like to also thank, if I may for a moment, Mrs. Wu for coming on. I don't know if any of you caught that episode. I didn't really advertise for it on um, Instagram, but she was great. I was not. I was trying to ask relevant questions and post about her, but I made an enormous mistake in the beginning of the interview uh, talking about that <laughs> the world will, this is forever pretty much, and the world will scrutinize what you say. And unfortunately, I think that made Mrs. Wu stiffen up a little bit. And and she still was great. She still said poignant stuff. She's she's just much more of a free spirit than you'd probably hear in that podcast. But I think she was nervous that her her clients would think her too silly or um, as bonkers as I am, or <laughs> just something that would that would you know, look at her, look in a, a negative light, but I'm going to get her on the program, um, a lot more and, you know, you're going to see a much, much more, um, oh, joyful and exuberant part of Abby that I, I snuffed out with a stupid comment. So, uh, I apologize, my love. I really do. I'm a, I'm a bonehead sometimes. And, uh, that was a bonehead move, but you were still awesome. You were on for an hour. You were cute and charming as always. And, uh, I was a dork, so yeah, about par for the course. I apologize for my dorkness, and we're gonna have to have Miss Woo Woo back on. She's she's great, and she knows every level of craziness and woo woo ness that I've ever had, and taking it all in stride and be like, "Yep, that's real." Like I get that, and uh, is she's just an amazing person. I wouldn't be able to do this show without her. Really, if this show becomes successful whatsoever, it'll be because of her. So, yeah. Anyway, we got a lot to cover here. I've been blabbing for about 10 minutes now and uh, didn't get to the the more important segment, which she accidentally kind of, I, I came up with this new segment that I hope you guys dig. It's um, Wizard of the Week. I know it's kind of shady and drawing from, uh, you know, Charlemagne the God's Donkey of the Week, but he's always talking about like the people that suck, right? The people that are, are epically failing on behalf of society and culture. And in my case... Um, I want it to be more, more about the metaphysics, more about um, those that are serving. So there's a wizard of the week, but of course there is a death eater of the week, someone who is serving evil and dark magic on every level. So our wizard of the week this week is a shout out to, uh, I can't believe, like this is the only way I would have even gotten on to any social media with any kind of caring or enthusiasm. I started Twitter several months ago when Elon Musk bought it. And to this day, and I've checked around, it is still besides actually rumble. If you like videos, you can shun YouTube. It's garbage there. Go to rumble. And that's actually a free speech, um, platform. You can see all the unedited un, you know, unrestricted stuff because you're a fucking adult and you can decide for yourself and you can go on a rumble and watch any old video you want. And they got crazy stuff up there but crazy because it's being censored on YouTube <laughs> and not for good reasons. So uncensored the video, go to, to Rumble. Um, if you want international, unedited, unfiltered news, information, real time, everybody who was being suppressed politically or medically or informationally is now speaking freely only and over on Twitter. So it's actually welcoming to be there again. And I'd like to thank the wizard himself, Elon, the alien Musk. Thank you, sir. 
I, I can't thank you for everything. We've still got some issues when it comes to AI. And I'd love to have a conversation with you about that one day. Personally, invitation sent out into the ethers. Uh, because he said some wild shit on Joe Rogan that he needs to update his opinions on, especially now that there's a bunch of chatty AIs out there. But for this week, I'm giving it up to Elon because being able to take on SpaceX, run it internationally, Tesla, and trying to clear up like a government and corporate conspiracy to suppress speech during the most important part of, of human history for at least this century, I got to get tip my hat for this guy having to juggle all of those chainsaws and, and machetes and still like turning Twitter and, and, and improving it day by day. So yeah, I would only endorse that you try to share information. If you don't want censored or modified or monitored information by the government, try Twitter. It's really doing well. Oh, and then we're getting to our Death Eater of the Week. The first Death Eater so far. And this goes out to Pete Buttigieg, the Secretary of, I believe, Transportation in our nation. Um, after the train derailment in Columbus, Ohio, and I hope you all have been praying for that because there's a lot of um, chemicals that apparently are getting into the water up north with Canada and in uh, even as far as Wisconsin, but it's going to head and start affecting water sources in the East Coast. Uh, this douchebag hasn't gone out to the train yet. <laughs> Former President Trump is about to fly out there, but Pete Buttigieg hasn't visited the the disaster site. He's done a bunch of uh, press conferences explaining why he's so incredibly incompetent and hasn't explained why it, not only one trail, train derailment, but there has been five others in our nation within a span of a couple of days. Makes me think, oh, fuck, terrorism, terrorist attacks. There's warehouses exploding. There's trains being derailed in, in five different states. Let's talk about that on the news. Not a fucking word out of mainstream media. Not a word. And definitely not a word out of this moron. So, uh, yeah, so to Pete Buttigieg, fuck you. You know, that's the fuck you of the show. Because you serve evil, fuck you. And um, I hope all the Death Eaters get it same way as you. <laughs> it's coming, bro. Don't worry. No one's buying your bullshit anymore. And uh, yeah, can't wait for the idiot to resign. So um, Pete Buttigieg, congratulations. You're the show's official first Death Eater of the Week. Boo! Hiss! Boo! There we go. All right. I can uh, switch to a more positive topic now that that prick's out of the way. Oh yeah, it has been a really busy um, celestial week. I don't know if you've noticed, but even the, even the regular uh, media has, they've been um, shown some pretty extraordinary uh, information as it come, pertains to our earth and as it pertains to the sun. Now uh, that could be one explanation why things are going a little bonkers right now is there's been multiple solar flares, not just solar flares, but they said there's going to be a, a massive series of solar flares that could possibly impact not only us electromagnetically, which it does, but it would could affect our um, our communicative de devices and and other things of that nature. I saw a few of them. The, the scientists described them as a piece of the sun exploding off, <laughs> which can be a little melodramatic. I mean, they're astronomers, but I, I saw a video footage of like it was like a vast solar flare, and then at the top of the sun, a few days later, it showed this shifting mass that oh my god, I can't even really describe it because. They don't really have president. They don't know why it's happening. 
but the sun itself is going through all kinds of massive uh, shifts, explosions. There's there's like spinning that's going on in the top hemisphere of it that they really have uh, no idea why. And that leads into another topic, the earth herself, right? You may have noticed as this, probably not though, because I barely did, as the sun is, um, excuse me, the, the earth is rotating around the sun, it rotates in its own orbit counterclockwise. And in metaphysics, you kind of want everything to go clockwise. So it makes sense that our inherent separation from source is reflected in our spin. Our spin is counterclockwise as I believe we rotate clockwise around the sun. That has always bothered me as a thing. And there's been a lot of like seers and, and um, I don't call them prophets because they're wrong a lot of the time, but a lot of people that channel entities and channel extraterrestrial intelligence, especially multidimensional, would say that the earth is going to go through the, you might have heard of this axis change. We're in the new age, we're in the photonic belt, there's going to be an axis change electromagnetically with the north and the south uh, switch. And it's also been kind of um, prophesied that the earth herself would not only come to a halt and stop, stop spinning, but would also start to spin in the opposite direction, clockwise, which to me would mean spiritual integration, spiritual oneness with, with the source, not only for our solar system and galaxy, but also our universe. And I've always wondered, like, well, what would the catastrophic, <laughs> would there be catastrophic um, implications for that on Earth? Would there be massive floods? Would there be massive uh, storms? Would there be earthquakes? Would there be nothing? And all of a sudden, in the news, they're saying that scientists have discovered that the counterclockwise spinning mass at the center that they that the lava, <laughs> so cheesy, but the um, the interiority of the Earth has begun to not spin the way it's been in all of recorded history. It's starting to spin the other direction. And you know that the outer eventually matches the inner. So that might be causing all kinds of wonky chaos in our lives because we're connected to the earth. And if the earth herself is beginning to spin in an opposite direction, what does that mean for our stability? What does that mean for us other than the, the possibility of constant and ceaseless change? You know, how do, we, how do you surf a wave that's going counter to everything you've ever, ever known. So there might be no implications. There might be no effect, but I don't know. It's been kind of weird the last month to me. How about to you? <laughs> I've been feeling it. I feel in the foundation move. It feels really freaking weird. And uh, so grounding down into the earth, the old shamanic practice of sending cords of light from your feet down to the earth, maybe you don't do that. Maybe you start at the heart and kind of let your energy go up in through your crown and then let it project upward toward a higher dimensional aspect of yourself and see if you get better results there. I've started to. I've started to. I don't ground down into the earth. I ground up into spirit. That'd be like really a uh, counter thing. Oh, is that a siren? Are we catching that on here? Maybe I should start using the, uh, the noise filter on this. Yeah, whatever. Sirens are okay. We're going to hear a lot of them in the next three years. Lots of sirens. Lots of activity. Uh, so, yeah, celestially, there's been a lot of activity. I don't know if you've been also feeling weird or injured or <laughs> things falling apart, things coming back together, feeling like it's not really flowing the way it should be flowing. 
I'm with you. <laughs> I'm right there alongside of you experiencing the differences, which is uh, why I'm going to set this up right now. Here's my commercial. Are you experiencing imbalance physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually? Let's help you get it resolved. We simply utilize energy or consciousness-based techniques to harmonize and uplift you physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually. This energy healing, particularly with cranial sacral therapy and matrix energetics, is hands down the best in San Diego. We pride ourselves with over 13 years of experience helping people years. like you. What are you waiting for? <laughs> if you're in San Diego and looking for relief, come see us today. What are you waiting for? Come see us today. Wallaby darned. Um, yeah, I love that commercial. <laughs> but even if you're not in San Diego, what's kind of cool about the energy healing styles I do is distance doesn't matter. It's always more fun when you're in the office and I can see your smiling face uh, person to person. But as you can tell from that podcast I did with Trika, I did a distance healing with her while we were filming. She could feel it moving around. She, her body started waving around. I can, uh, I can help you at any distance due to the trainings and, uh, and the, uh, the learnings, the crunchings and munchings that I have. I can, um, I can tune into you basically if you're on Mars and you'd still, your leg would start to change. Uh, so yeah, if you are feeling funky, if you're feeling out of place or injured, come see me. My cranial sickle is amazing. But anyway, in general, yes, things are going quite well, quite well. Thank you, Edna. Yes, they are going quite well, quite well. Uh, feeling deeper love every day. I wake up with this uh, universe, and it really, it really does come down to focus and where you put your attention. Because let's say you have like you know, like an injured left leg or hip or something like that. It's going to be nagging and, and talking at you pretty much throughout the, your waking day, right? You're going to feel like a pulse. You're going to feel when you sit down and you can feel when you get up. But all those moments in between that, you can just put your attention on what's going well or who's nice to you or that, oh, look, it's not raining right now. How very pleasant and beautiful outside. That's all you have to do is put your attention on that and good vibrations start coming in. And we don't realize like that's the game. The game is a game of vibration. It's not a game of events or experiences. And that's all people share really. If like someone is blah, blah, blah talking to you, they're either sharing useful information, how they feel or the sensations of their body or events they experienced, or the thoughts that they have. That's basically the full offering that can be gone, that can be exchanged between human beings when they go blah, 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 blah. Well, if that isn't really a positive or pleasant experience for you, talk to somebody else. Uh, <laughs> life's too short to stand there and take data that's negative. Because even if you have that negative information, it's not going to change your decision-making. It's not going to illuminate you like 99% of the time. It isn't going to be something that's so vital that you're like, oh, thank God that person poured all that negative information out to me because now I'm going to be able to make a good decision when that time comes and do it. Usually it's just people energetically puking on you, just bah, in your face, right? Because they can't handle the sum total of the energy swirling through them. So they try to bah, express it instead of expressing it. Keep it to yourself. Shut your eyes 
uh, Yogi once says, shut your eyes, shut your mouth, and take a deep breath. Shutting your mouth being the most important one. <laughs> take a deep breath, then take another one, and then one more, and then decide now if you want to go and, and vomit that usually useless information onto somebody or receive that vomit in your face. Answer's usually no, right? You'd rather like go pet a dog or go look at a dog or something that'll be like, oh, because the vibration of oh is better than ugh because ugh is going to lead to more ugh thoughts. And then here it comes. There's this long train of, of things you don't want to think about or you don't want to happen. And that's all that's queuing up in your brain. So when that's happening, you shut the door to all of that, that party line of, of ugh, and turn around into the interior party of your, of your heart. And just start with the happiest thing you can, you can think of. Could be that a relative just got out of the hospital. It could be uh, awakening to the realities of spirit. That's a great one. That's the most important one, actually. I just had a client come in uh, two days ago, and the entire paradigm changed for this guy. He went from none of this stuff is real to holy fucking shit, that's all real. Like that drastic of a change. And now he's off to the races spiritually. That's what we're yearning for right now. That's the pinnacle of all healing practices. It isn't that you... You heal someone's melody, though that's, that's perfect. It's healing the mind that created the melody in the first place, the problem, and going beyond that, realizing it's realizing that the mind was creating it and that your mind can uncreate it and that your mind is that magic wand. That's the most relevant and important revelation that you can imagine your way. You can think your way to well-being, wealth, happiness because we've been thinking our way into garbage and shit and misery and pain the whole time. All I have to do is think about what's the sum total of things that I looked at today. The sum total of, of energies that I looked at, whether it was looking on Twitter or on social media or on YouTube, or on what's going on with the world, what's going on with the family, the friends, the colleagues, the, the situations at work with the colleagues and, and that kind of service. If you look at the, the energetic imprint of each one of those interactions, you'll realize how many were, were negative even though you had to do them, right? Or you were obligated to, or how many of them were positive and they were short, short-lived or they were from a surprising source. You have to start investigating throughout your day the sources of discord and improvement in your vibration, up or down. The ticker tip is always going up or down. The stock of your life is going up or down. Due to every little interaction, whether the banker was snarky with you. Oh, but I had more money in my bank than I thought. Oh, that's nice. Someone held the door for you. Oh, that's nice. See how that goes up, up, up from a crappy and then you go up, up, up. That's, that's all you're doing all day. And that if you don't track that and just let it go on automatic, more than likely it's going to end up trending downward at the end of the day because the mind is always looking for problems or danger. It'll scan for like who's not to trust and it'll be looking for that information. You have to tell it to look for what's going good. And if you think about it, life is pretty much like 16 to about 30 incidents throughout your waking day. 16, where you, you run into the neighbor downstairs. That's one. What kind of energy you exchange? Pleasantries, neutral, nothing. Oh, that guy's a dick. Oh, that lady's obnoxious or her dog's obnoxious, whatever. 
and you'll be able to tell like, oh, that was, that was the event to live. That was the event to crush because that determines the vibration of the next event. I was watching some kids play Candyland. These my adorable niece. Love you, Lucia. She was playing Candyland and I was like, oh, this reminds me of shoots and ladders. And you realize you're either progressing on the board or you draw, like you just draw a random card and it could suck you all the way back to the back of the video game, right? And you end up in the mush pot. You got to wait for your, the color, like the double reds. You got to wait for the yellows to show up again before you could proceed along the path. It's a perfect metaphor, except that that card drawing is not random. That's where they, the game screws us up. We think life, because it, it looks random. It's not. It's 16 events. It's Now, once you turn from that person, the next segment is getting in your car and driving to, could be the supermarket. Like, okay, well, once I get there, you got to park, right? That's going to have its own energy signature. You got to visualize getting the parking spot perfectly. If you just leave it up to chance, you could end up in a shitty lot. And you'll start to realize that planting these seeds segmentally, okay, I got this appointment at one. Have you taken the time to imagine what the perfect version of that meeting would look like? Well, you fucking should if you're listening to this program. (laughs) You should because that's what wizards do. That's all they're doing is intending intending their their day, their month, their year as they would like to see it unfold. Now, the universe doesn't always grant it because it might not be good for you in your highest interests or there's a better version waiting for you if you've wondered, why is it taking so long or why is it not coming? It, it isn't coming because your vibe sucks. <laughs> That's why. That's why it doesn't. If your vibe doesn't suck, it just automatically works. It's like putting in a, a passcode into a, a cheat code into a video game. You just operated a different physics than the other characters that are in that game. Things that would harm them won't harm you. Things that don't come to them come to you. They don't know where they're going. You have a map next to you. But to access that map, you have to know the nature of the game. You have to know what brings the next level. You have to know how to pass the next level. And basically, every day you wake up is another, another opportunity for that. You're in the game, boop, clocked in, your eyeballs are open. And now it's a game of vibration. Do you want to be thankful that you woke up? That's a good way to start out the ticker tape. Yay, I'm alive. I made it. If you got someone that you love that sleeps next to you, look over them. Yay, they're alive. <laughs> they made it. That's two positive things already, and you haven't even risen your body in bed. Be grateful you're laying in a bed. That's three, right? So that if you can count those, those all go in your bank. They go in your spiritual bank account. But if you don't, those are missed opportunities. They're missed tricks. But when it comes to those 16 to 30 some odd interactions, it's, it's in traffic. And you'll know that they're definite interactions because they might be negative. That dude just cut me off and almost hit my car. That's one of the things. Now, what do you do? Do you flip them off? Do you yell, do you yell at them? I try not to. <laughs> Because now I go, oh, this is that test. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wave at him and be like, cool, and give him the space. And, that, and then you get energy for that. If you, do, if, you make the, if you follow and apply the law of love, when that instance happens, you kind of get the energy nugget. And you, and you level up, at least in a small aspect. If you pass an enormous test, like say you're humiliated at work and it doesn't affect you and you let it go, that's, that all that energy comes back to you. But if you react and get violent or you get, you know, negative, then that's, that test gets pushed further back and you get it again later. So if you want to pass these tests, if you want to get to the good stuff of life, grace, and stop 
attracting in things that you don't want to happen or you don't want to hear, use the technique of revision and re-edit that as you're going to sleep at night. Everything that happened in your day, be like, oh, that sucked. Oh, man, I did flip up that guy. So you reimagine the scenario. Nope, he's behind me. He cuts me off. I'm, I'm unharmed. I thank God instead that I'm not, that I didn't get hit. My car wasn't damaged. And that guy's going to go and, and go enjoy his karma somewhere else. I'm not going to be a part of it and stick to him and have a karmic experience. And you can have at least 10 interactions where you'll be able to really remember 10 interactions where you're like, oh, it was nice to that checkout person. Uh, the lady at that one store was super cool. Uh, that, that guy was a gentleman, opened the door for me. We smiled at each other. That's bonus points. Because every one of those, that means more and matters more than what you think you've accomplished. I got my, I got my report done and I, I did a great presentation to the board. Doesn't mean shit. Ultimately, you can do a great job and still get fired, demoted, and lose all your money because it comes down to vibe. Always does. <laughs> Michael Scott from The Office is a great example. That's an example of supreme incompetence as well as um, a sociopathology when it comes to other people's emotions and experiences. By the end of that show, because of his great vibe and his belief in himself, those people are loving him and giving him candle sendaways and singing 2,500, 6,000 minutes, singing him his praises as he leaves. And he was an absolute monster in the first season. But because he keeps his vibe high, that's the, that's the power of the innocent. They can cause a lot of harm not knowing they're causing harm. But ultimately, in the end, the fool does ascend. You know? Gives me hope. I'm a, I'm a fool. <laughs> the first card in any tarot deck is the fool. It's the zero card because we're irresponsible and childish and childlike. And that can carry on up until death. But when you're ready to become a man or a woman and become a conscious son or daughter of God, you become the magician, the one card. Because you're intentionally living your life. If you're on the on a fool's path, the best way is just to be as high and kind of vibration as possible because that will mitigate the harm that you cause. But if you're aware that you're doing it and have the ability to avoid it and have a more mature interaction with your mind and, and with how reality works, how blessings and curses work, same instrument, different focuses, that's when you become a magician. That's when you are a true brother or sister and the divine brother and sisterhood of God. No religions. Just divine love, where you can practice harmlessness from an artful level, not just a technical one. And the universe, creation, this earth, the God of nature here will reward you ridiculously. That's when things work out. That's when things go well, or you find the soulmate, you find that love. Or you find the apartment you've been searching for. You find a perfect place that you wouldn't even call a job. It's a playground. It's so fun. Can't believe they pay you. Or it's a playground anyway and you just don't care. And you can just shine light upon people. Whether you're waiting tables or being a, a teller at a bank. Every one of those interactions. Yeah, so that'd be way more than you know 16 to 30. That's if you're not in customer service. But if you're in customer service, that's hundreds of lives you can touch a day and bring up. Because they're going to pass it on to the next person. 
We're all just playing energy tag here. We're either tagging ourselves and blessing each other or puking on each other. You know, it's up to you. It's up to you what kind of, what kind of life you want to live. But tinker with it a little bit. Imagine a bit more. Daydream a bit more. And see what kind of results you get. And get back to me. You can tell me full of shit if you want. I know it works. I've done this for 20 years. I'm not perfect at it, but I'm intelligent enough to connect the dots that when I was in a groove and feeling great, that's when the universe, everything bowed to me. Everything went my way. You get the parking spaces. Everyone's smiling at you. People that are grumpy or psychotic are repelled from you. They're not even allowed in your space. You don't have to do anything other than be joyful. So just remember that as you go throughout your day, okay, there's going to be 20 to 30 interactions, some of them positive, some of them negative. When it's positive, you enhance it. You go, okay, this is, this is, that person's being nice. Great. Let's be nice with them. If it's negative, you're like, okay, this is one of those times where I'm going to get a nugget. I'm going to get a nugget of energy, a gold nugget of energy for passing this test and letting whatever this is between, okay, that person's annoying. Eh, Okay. You start to feel that annoyance well up in you which is the precursor to all negative emotions right is that uh, that turns into rage or hurt or disappointment or you just feel that when you can feel that annoyance like oh i don't like the way that they're blah 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 blah. just know that's when the ego is being triggered this is one of those events this is one of those 30 times this is one of those 20 times if you don't have that much karma 10 times you don't go out much yeah great but you're like, this is one of those moments. How do I respond instead of react? And then you have to catch yourself right as it's happening. And then you can go, oh, I've seen this. I'm going to let it go or I'm not going to yell at that person or I'm just not going to judge them and be disgusted. I'm just going to be like, that's where they're at. And then when you do that, you pass the test, you get the gift. And God will give you a gift. It may not be something you're expecting. But it'll be a good gift because God's awesome. And you're awesome. Anyway. I think that's all about we're going to talk for uh, for this week. I'd just like to um, say thank you. Thank you for listening to this this show. I've been getting more and more uh, listens. I've been tracking like people listening it uh, to it. Not people, obviously, but how many people are uh, downloading it. Thank you, every single one of you that have subscribed <laughs> to the show. I don't have many, but I value like all seven of you. All seven of you are wonderful people. And you will receive my direct thanks and blessings, even when I'm not doing this show. You subscribe to my show, you will be blessed by me because I am super grateful for it. And I love you. I hope all of your dreams are coming true. I hope you have all the strategies and all the, you know, write it down. That gives it power. You know, putting your thought to actual pen and paper is a magical act. See ancient Egypt. And uh, yeah, I'll see you next week, hopefully with an got this guest I'm trying to bring on. It's a friend of mine, a client, and she's a great acupuncturist, very knowledgeable and extremely intuitive. So Rebecca, hopefully you're going to be on next week. All right, y'all have an awesome, awesome week. Don't let the world spin you out of control. Remember to ground up in the spirit and watch out for those 30 or so incidents a day. I know you can pass this test and level up. I know you can create a life of perfection and happiness and joy even if others choose not to. And maybe once you do, you'll be able to convince them and teach them how to bring them into the uh, to the playground of bliss. Until then, play on, my brothers and sisters. He's Mr. Woo-woo. You better believe it. I love you. Bye.